Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're here live recording at AGD 2023 in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I've got a special guest with us today, Colonel Pete Guevara. Hey, Colonel, how are you? I'm doing good. Glad to have you on the program with us. I'm really excited to talk a little bit about uh, milit the military and, and how, how that uh, sort of interacts with dentistry. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. So uh, let's just start at the very beginning here. So I I've been told that, uh, you know, you're an educator. Tell me you're an educator. You're in, you're in dental I am. education. I am. And I guess that runs in the family because your dad was uh, doing the same thing. It does. My father was a dental instructor at the University of Pittsburgh for close to 30 years. Uh, he started at the University of Illinois, but after a few years, he moved to the University of Pittsburgh. And uh, that's why I call Pittsburgh home. Wow. That's great. So you're a Steelers fan. Big time. Yeah, there Big you time. go. That's good stuff. So talk to me a little bit about your journey, uh, because many folks come out of dental school and go into private practice. And what drew you into the military? Well, my journey to the Army is different than than most people's. Um, I didn't have any family. Well, I had, my brother was in the service, but from the dental standpoint, I didn't have anybody that was in the service. And my father was teaching at Pitt. He had a private practice in Pittsburgh. So the thought was that I would graduate from dental school and take over his practice. Um, that's always what I thought I would do until... Um, I graduated from dental school and I went off and did a civilian general practice residency program. And the program director had been in the Army Dental Corps for about 27 years. And he pulled me aside one day and he said, do you ever think about the Army? And I said, well, I applied for the scholarship, but they didn't have very many of them to go around. And he looked at me and goes, you'd be a really good fit for the Army. So um, I joined the Army Reserve first and and enjoyed the, going off to basic camp and decided I wanted to try it. The, the goal was to go on to active duty, live in Germany for one tour, and then go back and uh, take over my father's practice. Um, that was 30 years ago. 30 years ago, and the journey began. Oh, my gosh, that's a great story. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's really fantastic. So um, I imagine you've been deployed a few times over your career. Quite a few. Um, you know, in the, what was it, the mid-90s, late-90s, we had the conflict in former Yugoslavia, so we started to send troops over there. So um, I was part of the first deployment to, to Bosnia. Um, I went back for a second time uh, when I returned. Probably after about a, a half a year, I went back for a little bit longer. Um, I went to Nigeria right after 9-11 happened uh, for some pre-work before Afghanistan, and then I into both Afghanistan and Iraq. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess I have to really stop here and just thank you for your service. I mean, you know, I think I speak for everyone when we're so appreciative of the sacrifices that you've made, you know, in uh, in defending our country. So thank you very much for that. Well, thank you for that. You know, I tell a lot of people when they thank me for my service, you know, it, it really has, uh, you know, it's been my honor to serve for this long. And it's, it's yeah, uh, I mean, it's, in front, it's, from, it's from my heart that I say that. And I, and I know I speak for a lot of people. So thank you, really. I appreciate that. So, you know, in, it brings up a good question. So when you're deployed, I imagine you go to some, uh, you've been in some remote regions, maybe. How, what challenges do you find providing dental care under those circumstances? Well, it depends, what, you know, what you bring with you. Um, how much you can bring in up front. Um, I found that uh, we're pretty good at it now. Um, even back in the mid-90s when we deployed, we, we kind of knew what we wanted to have with us. Um, one of the things I learned early in my career was that 
you know, when they put some of our equipment sets together, they weren't tested very well. <laughs> we got really good at testing stuff over the, the past few years with so much conflict. Um, but on my first deployment, I didn't have a curing light in my setup. <laughs> oh my so God. I actually, of all things, I, I asked my dad to send me one. <laughs> there you go. You know, he had to improvise a little bit. But, you know, over time, I've seen that, you know, our deployed equipment sets have gotten much better. Uh, we can, we've headed off a lot of stuff at the pass. Um, one of the things we really can't account for or control is weather. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you'd be surprised at the extremes of weather that your, um, not necessarily your equipments have to, ha equipment has to go through, but your dental materials. You know, you yes. never know if you order something and it gets sent to you, you have no idea how long it's going to sit out in the sun or if it's going to get frozen. You know, th those things you can't control. You know, you know, we all know as dentists that dentistry can be challenging, right? We're always faced with different obstacles and you need plan A and B and C. And as a military dentist with what you're describing, you probably need plan A, B, C, D and E. All the way to Z. Is all the way to Z. <laughs> all the way to Z. Because you just don't know what's your encounter. And then, and my gosh, it probably makes you all the more a better dentist. Well, you learn to adapt. Yeah, that's good stuff. So let me back up a little bit. So for, for maybe a younger person coming out of school or anybody for that matter, if they were interested in becoming a military dentist, how does that work? You described your journey, but so you, you, you do dental school, boot camp. How does it, what's the mechanics of that? Well, there's several ways to, to get into the military. Um, the most common way is to apply for one of the Army's health profession scholarships. Um, that's a fantastic program because you get your dental school paid for. Um, I personally did not have a health profession scholarship because they didn't have very many uh, when I was a young dental student. You know, I started dental school in the late 80s. Uh, we weren't, uh, there, were no, there was not a war going on. Um, and we were still in that drawdown phase from the Vietnam War era. Um, so they didn't really need to recruit dentists. They had more than enough. But as 9-11 happened uh, and we needed more dentists, we started to offer more scholarships. So, you know, if you have the opportunity to get one of those scholarships while you're in dental school, you come out of school either with minimal debt or no debt. So if a young person knows they're going to go to dental school, I encourage them to seek out um, a local recruiter or talk to somebody who's in school now that has one of these scholarships to see how they can get one. Um, you know, they may not make it a career, but I can tell you that when I left dental school, I was paying back on my loans for about 10 years. And I see these young dentists that have gotten a full uh, four-year scholarship to dental school. They come out of school debt-free, go right into to working for the Army or the Navy or the Air Force, for that matter, and they have a salary yeah. right on top of all that. And as we all know, the cost of dental school is just skyrocketing. Oh, yes. They, you know, I like to compare sometimes when we get new, new officers in and I ask them where they went to school, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we paid a lot for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a big investment all the way around. So, so that's one way. So another way, let's say you just, uh, you're already a dentist, maybe you're a younger dentist, an older dentist, whatever, and you, you just say, hey, I think that's something that would appeal to me. I like the idea of the military, the travel, whatever it might be. How do they go about doing that? Well, one way to get started is just like you're in, at the AGD meeting. There's a booth inside the exhibit hall. Um, I know that the Army's booth in there is in there. Um, actually, one of the soldiers under my current 
command is is at the booth right now. Um, that's a great place to go ask questions, get information. Um, you can just uh, try and find a local recruiting band, uh, branch wherever you live. Um, there's we're always looking for um, people that are are looking to come into the service. Uh, you know, this, the scholarship program is one of the best ways to recruit, but there are other uh, incentives. There are loan repayment programs. Um, you know, if you're just looking for an opportunity to for adventure, kind of why I joined the service, I mm -hmm. wanted to try something different before I was going to go into private practice. Um, you just find a recruiter and they'll, they'll, they'll put you down the right path. They'll kind of guide you down the right path there. And um, so I imagine there's a, I'd imagine there's a bit of travel as well. Are you, do you have, um, are you assigned to a certain base for a certain period of time? For certain time? periods of time. It's, my, my career has been kind of weird. I, I joined the service to go to Germany. So I was there for three years. And then my next assignment after that was Fort Bragg. And I ended up being there for 10 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but since then I've moved a few times. You know, I, I, uh, I was stationed in, in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, which is where Fort Campbell, Kentucky, you know, Fort Campbell is on the border of Tennessee and Kentucky. So half the base lives in Kentucky, the other half lives in Tennessee. But from there, I had the good fortune to go to Hawaii for five years. Uh, then I went to San Antonio, Texas, and now I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Wow. So for somebody that really wants some adventure, that sounds like a great opportunity to move around and, and get some good stuff. If you need to change a venue, you get it. <laughs> there you go. You get it. So, uh, you know, of course, we're here at the AGD meeting, AGD 2023 in Las Vegas, and we're all about education at the AGD. Once you become an Army dentist or a military dentist, what are some of the educational opportunities that are available to you? Well, in terms of education, I think the Army is probably one of the, or the military in general, is one of the best places for advancing your dental education. Uh, all three services have um, one-year training programs, you know, advanced education and general dentistry programs. Um, and then all the services have uh, a variety of, you know, uh, traditional residency programs, uh, endo, perio, pros, oral surgery. Um, I myself was the uh, director of graduate dental education for several years. So um, I, can I can tell everybody or I can say firsthand with firsthand knowledge that some of our training programs are the best in the world. And in terms of opportunity, you'll never get a better opportunity than through the military. Um, one of the things I try to tell people is, uh, number one, our one-year training programs, they're fully staffed. They have a, in most cases, a board-certified specialist in each discipline. And then our traditional residency programs, um, in terms of opportunity, the application to seat ratio is much better in the military. So. If you're looking at a chance to to maybe specialize, I would I would recommend uh, looking into the military because it's um, you have a pretty good chance of getting picked up. So that was one of that was the next question I was going to ask you. So for a look for a, a an existing dentist that wants to potentially change careers or further their career, become specialized, the military is a great place to do that, I guess. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The, a large majority of our um, dentists go on to be specialists. Those that, that have extended careers, and you know. Some folks I've learned that, um, and rightfully so, they were very strategic in what they did. They came into the service. They had a specialty in mind. They got into that. They did their, uh, they paid their time back, then they've moved on. And, and a large majority of them do stay in the reserve component, but they're able to, to move out into the private practice world. 
Yeah, and uh, and we're very we're very thankful for that as well because at the AGD we really value the educational input that the military has from your region. I mean, they provide so many great webinars and fellowship uh, review courses and various things like that. Yeah, they, you know, for for a few years I was uh, I was actually the constituency president for the Army, and we were just starting to build on that. And one of the goals we had, or one of the initiatives we put into place, was to bring some younger folks in into our leadership, and you can see where it's led us to with some of this uh, using some of these social media platforms to get continuing education out there. Um, you know, there these uh, some of these younger captains and majors are a lot faster with their thumbs than I am. <laughs> Absolutely, there's no question about it. you and me both. That's for sure. Uh, but I, you know what, I, uh, you know, there's not enough time for me to express the gratitude that we feel uh, toward you, Colonel, and and everyone in the military. We really appreciate everything that you do, uh, not only for us as a country, but also for us in the dental profession. Uh, thank you again. Well, as I said, it's 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 my honor to serve. Yeah. So really nice chatting with you. Uh, have a great rest of the meeting and uh, we'll see everybody in Minneapolis. Indeed.